Howdy, everybody. I am Jay Barron, founder of Madtown. Hey, what's up, folks? Rusty Hall back here for some SEO and uh, some search engine optimization techniques. Yeah, we're going to kind of talk about, do a little guide or a walkthrough for accounting firms on, on search engine optimization here. Some of the good, like, need-to-know stuff, this is going to cover uh, a lot of your basics as well as some of the more advanced stuff that's kind of uh, happened to SEO in the last couple years that people may overlook or just not know about. Right, and I think that kind of leads into, you know, really kind of what's happening with SEO right now is there's a lot of firms and the, 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 the competition for SEO has just become really intense. And we're having a lot of firms right now that are, I would call them, they're me-too firms. They're, they're just following the basic best practices of getting keywords in their, in their content, you know, getting the headlines right and things like that. Well, and, and the best practices of the basics are always good stuff to have in there, but that's kind of the difference of, is this a just check in the box thing or is this an actual strategy? Right. Um, Cause you know, to really make a strategy out of it, you've got to understand how this stuff works, um, exactly how to use the content, how to use keywords, and uh, a little bit more in depth about SEO and how it's changed in the last couple of years before you can really say it's a strategy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of firms right now, um, you know, and I've worked at an accounting firm for, for a while, and what they're doing is they're really focused on just adding local keywords. So I see this with a lot of firms where, uh, I was actually looking at some websites over the weekend where they would just say, accounting firm Dallas, CPA firm Dallas, and they put this, all throughout their content, all over the place, and all their title tags, and that's kind of how they're they're optimizing their websites today. And that's actually what frustrates me the most. There's so many agencies out there selling this kind of, I would say, old school strategy to SEO that, that just doesn't work. Google's become so much smarter about how we're searching. They understand not just keywords and phrases, but they actually understand the, the people's the, the searcher's intent behind what they're actually looking for and how many keywords you really have in your content doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, and we'll, we'll really dig into that uh, in the part of this podcast in the, in the latter half. Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those firms that are still out there kind of shelling this strategy out, um, you know, that's the basic stuff, like your H1 tags, metadata, image alt tags, all that stuff that kind of came around in the 90s. That's what, you know, search engines were really looking at. Right. Um, but Google, and a lot of people don't know this, but Google's continually updating their algorithm. They're continually making improvements to make it more relevant versus just looking for specific things, uh, you know, on web pages like keywords and those title tags, which are still important, um, but we'll really kind of help give folks an understanding of how that's evolved and what more you need to be doing as we kind of dig into this. Right. Yeah. So let's kind of, you know, I think a good place to start, Russ, you might be kind of giving actually like a, a history of SEO because I think a lot of firms don't understand <laughs> where they're at right now in terms of the history, and, and I think once they understand, they're going to start to realize man, our SEO strategy, we're, we're living in the past right now, which is really unfortunate because that's where a lot of firms are. And you think about you know, early SEO and really what mattered, and I'm thinking early 2000s, even, even in the 1990s, is you, you just do a lot of keyword stuffing. So you'd use and reuse the phrase several times throughout, throughout your content. I remember actually doing keyword density percentages. So if we wanted to rank for something like you know, accounting firm Dallas, we'd say, okay, we need to use that phrase you know, 5% of the time in our content. You'd stuff all your tags, so your meta description, your meta tag, you would just fill that, fill those pages with those keywords, and that was the very early like SEO strategy. There was, and back when we were working with things like, you know, boy, this is back in the day, like Lycos and Webcrawler and stuff like that, that's a lot of what those were looking for. Um, you know, once Google came onto the scene, um, and, and I guess probably the, the biggest revolution was like 2011, somewhere in there when they rolled out Panda, um, that's a, an update to the search algorithm that kind of 
shifted things away from keywords right. and it really hit hard on like a lot of the keyword spammers, the guys that were doing exactly yep. that. Um, they were just trying to go in and pack it with keywords and, and Panda was kind of the first change to the algorithm uh, that got accepted that started looking for, boy, is this just duplicate spamming stuff? Does it have any relevance in the content? And that's when you started seeing, uh, you know, kind of the first nail in the coffin for uh, the keyword spam strategy. Yeah, no, Panda was really their, their, their spam, I would call, update. They, that's where they penalized a bunch of people for having bad links, for, for over-optimizing their pages. Like, Panda was really their penalization update where they started to, to really kind of hit at people that were doing some of those practices and, and things like that. We're just really frowned upon because when you think about it, if you overuse keywords throughout your content, that's not user-friendly. And at the end of the day, that's not what Google wants to serve their users. They want to serve what's actually going to solve the problem. And I think that's where you see that, you know, at 2011, it started to evolve. But, you know, SEO changed where it didn't matter really how many times you started to use the phrases. It was more about where you actually put those keywords on the pages themselves. I mean, keywords still matter, but it wasn't, it started to go through kind of an evolution where Google started to understand not just a keyword, but phrases that people are actually using. Well, and that was kind of the, the evolution of that, right? So we were talking about in 2011 when they kind of started that fight. Um, and then, you know, flash forward to like 2013, somewhere around the Hummingbird update. And that's where we started to see things like Google interpreting uh, search intent rather than just like keywords. So it would look for specific combinations of words. It would look for uh, synonyms or, uh, or, or like search terms things like that um, so that even if you were pulling off some sort of keyword uh, spam strategy it really right. wasn't going to do you any good and like you just mentioned it was going to it, it actually hurts you in the end with these things so right. um, one of the things I remember when I was first you know starting out in SEO and when all this was kind of coming around uh, we were trying to get a handle on it was uh, I'm a huge advocate for just honesty and marketing right there's tricks to get people to come to your page, right? But once they get there, what happens on that page and what you're actually selling them, what you're actually driving them to, if it's not true to your messaging and true to what you offer, uh, it's gonna come back to bite you. And that's really kind of what all these Google algorithm updates are, are kind of aimed at, is making sure that you're honest with, uh, with your search intent. Right. No, I think that's kind of a, a great point, even if we, we really look at where accounting firms are at, I think this is kind of where they're at. They're, they're using best practices. They're, they're using the keywords, hopefully in the right places. So they're putting them in the H1 tag and the title tag, kind of where it matters. Um, but, but Google's expanded beyond, you know, keywords. But I just really want to kind of hit home. Like most accounting firms are in this space. They're optimizing based on probably 2013 to 2015 optimization best practices. And they're still relevant today. They're just not really all you need to be doing. They're really a small piece of the puzzle. And, and really when you talk about you know the updates Google's been making is the big update too was in 2015 uh, when that's when they started to implement their, their machine learning actually to all this. So so Google now, when you, when you think about where they're at, they, don't under, they understand beyond just this phrases, they start to understand what the actual search intent is you know, but behind what somebody's searching. So if I could search, you know, accounting firms, you know, they, they, they could interpret that as, okay, this guy's actually looking for a, a CPA firm actually, or if I'm looking for, you know, business valuation help, I, I need to get help with that. Maybe I'm actually looking for mergers and acquisitions. And those are just examples, but, but Google starts to understand by looking at past search data now with their machine learning, they actually understand the intent. And then you also got to keep in mind what, we're getting longer and longer with how we search. When you think early 2000s, we would actually do two, three keyword searches. And this is how accounting firms have optimized their websites for these two to three keyword phrases. But now we're asking Google complex questions versus just 
hey, I'm looking for an accounting firm in Dallas. It might be, I'm looking how, how to get a valuation for my business. What's the best way to get a business evaluation and things like that where we're asking these really complex questions and those are questions that accounting firms want to come up for. Yeah, and that is the difference in how people have just started to use search engines, right? It's no longer just typing in those, you know, one or two words. You actually type in a phrase like, who's the best accounting firm for my business? You know, who's the best accounting firm for, you know, X, whatever the, the vertical may be. Um, but that's kind of how we've started talking. And that's that machine learning that you're kind of alluding to is, uh, you know, Google's hip to this, right? They're, you know, using, you know, latent semantic indexing, co-occurring terms, all these things that it can infer, not only based on, you know, what you're searching, but also your past search history, um, relevant searches in your area. It's geographically targeted sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to stay on top of, but, hey, that's what we're here for. We, right. we keep track of this stuff <laughs> so that you can keep track of, you know, the basics, and, and, and we'll take you to the next level on those things. Yeah, so maybe we can kind of maybe dive into now. I mean, we just went kind of through a brief history, and I think firms kind of understand where they're at. Yes, they're they're optimizing on a keyword level. That's transformed. We don't want you to think in terms of keywords anymore. We really want to start thinking about topics you actually want to rank for and own, because at the end of the day, that's what that's what Google does. Um, so maybe what we could do is maybe kind of walk through some, some I would say, landing page or, or on a page level best practices because those best practices still do matter and it's important you get them right and then we can maybe go into some kind of advanced i think tactics that firms can kind of start implementing when they get those best practices right because i still think firms are just failing at that that best practice level where they're still spinning keywords and things like that into the content hey it's like anything right you've got to nail the fundamentals before you can really excel um and yep. it's just like any sport or, or any any hobby that you do or, or any business that you're going into those fundamentals are always going to be uh, paramount importance so you got to make sure that you have have those checked yep. but that's the difference between just having a little SEO and actually having a strategy built around SEO. Right. Once you have those fundamentals in place, that's when you can really bring a firm in, bring somebody in to kind of help you yep. understand what the next uh, advanced step is on that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, one of the first things, obviously, is the page title. Um, and we're talking t page title. We're talking about you know the title tag, which is what what the browser reads at the top. It's what you see. You know, on a search result page, that that first headline, you, you want to obviously get your phrase within that page title. That's that's still an important metric about where you rank. But one thing I think firms are missing on is not just thinking about just okay, I, I have to use this. I want to rank for a Dallas accounting firm, so I have to use that right away in the t in the page title because that's going to decide. You also got to think about search intent. So when somebody's searching, what are they actually looking for? What's going to entice them to click? Don't always think about I need to rank first. Sometimes a more engaging page title and ranking second and third can be a lot better than ranking first and not having a really good engaging page title. Yeah, and and also remember, um, Google's really slick at what it does. Um, you know, the crawl bots that they send out there are great. So if you've got your your page title, so you've thought about those, don't worry about like having it the first thing on there. Um, there's a couple things you can do too uh, as you're thinking about the strategy that Google gives you the tools to do, and they're free. So these are things like uh, like GA, right? You can go in, you can upload like an XML sitemap, which kind of points Google to the, the key pages that you want people to go to. And then you can have it crawl it, and you can see it like Google sees it. Um, so, you know, that's a great way to, like you said, you get your page titles down, you get your H1 tags, and you do some of those things. Go in, upload that sitemap, then have a crawl done, and, uh, and you'll get some, some good, like, free, valuable insight um, just right. off of those things. Yep. Yeah, and next, you know, as you're kind of starting to optimize your page, 
Another big thing is is still custom page URLs, and and we're not really bringing it up in terms of hey, you're going to start ranking by using that phrase right. or the keywords in your custom page. That doesn't matter. What we're really thinking again is is search intent and helping the site visitor or, or the searcher understand this page is the most relevant to me. So something like this, if I'm searching for you know business valuation services, that's what I'm looking for, and I find a, a listing and, and it says business valuations are in the URL. What I'm really thinking is ah, I just searched for that. This page is gonna be relevant to that. This is the right place that I actually wanna to go to, so I'm more likely to click that link. So we're not using it saying, hey, custom page URLs help you rank, but it is a best practice that people need to follow because I see too many firms, they have really long URLs, so they have 10, 12 keywords in the URL. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some where they have over a thousand characters in the URL just spinning keywords in it. That's not the point. You wanna get the two to three main phrases in the URL or keywords uh, just to, again, help the searcher understand this page is going to be relevant to me. And to understand, this is just a bit of a side note on, like, URL structure. Um, I mean, you know, coming from the, the tracking world, right, um, we use URL uh, parameter tags and stuff all the time. So we're already we're already adding, like, a ton of UTM parameters anytime. So you want to focus on, like, those kind of shorter URLs anyway um, and just make sure that they're, they're pointed, they're the right thing. But don't worry about, like, you know, tons of keywords in your URL because you're going to end up with this ungangly thing that then you're going to have to yep. run through a bitly shortener anyway. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I know personally we only try to add, I, I typically only see URLs with, with two to four keywords at the most. You don't yeah. really need more than that. Um, I was, again, it just becomes a mess. And again, you just want it to match to help people see the relevance in what they're searching uh, more than anything else. I will say in another sideline leading off a little bit, but on like your blog stuff, just make sure that that's part of your, uh, part of your structure is like having a subdirectory for like backslash blog, right? And then the title of your, your blog post in there on your URL. Um, that's a pretty easy thing to do. That's how most like a lot of WordPress sites are set up automatically anyway, right. um, but it just kind of helps uh, helps people finding them, helps search engines find them, um, and it makes it a little more relevant to the content too that people are navigating to on that URL. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then next is really those, those H1 tags. Those are still important. I mean, Google still looks at them and they are still a ranking factor. They're not as important um, as they maybe once were, but, but they still matter. They help the user understand what the page is about when they go to it to make sure, hey, I just searched that, I saw this search result on Google, and now I'm clicking it and I'm seeing that right away on the page, I probably landed at the right spot. But Google does still look for those H1 tags and that content to determine kind of where you're gonna rank. Yeah, it's a big part of it, and it's also in your you know your snippet that's going to show up on the Google search results, right? So you want to make sure um, you think that as well, not only how you're showing up in the rankings, but what's showing up. Um, you know, what's going to be in that uh, that little snippet that Google displays when somebody searches, and that's where those uh, H1, H2 tags, and all, all that tagging that you're going to do kind of comes in uh, comes into play as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, H1 tag is still important. And then lastly is internal linking. And this is where a lot of firms fail. When I go through a lot of firms content strategy, I'm looking at their blogs, they write blogs and there's no links at all. The, the, they go nowhere. They're not directing <laughs> users you, anywhere. Did you love that when you see like the online blog that's got like no links, like, yep. nothing supporting and nothing of relevance to link out to nope. or back to. Yeah. And the worst part is, is, is one, when you're internal linking, you're telling Google about other pages on your website and the keywords they're relevant for. So that's so important. And number two, you're giving users a way to go deeper into your content, which is the most important. I mean, some of the studies we've done with firms is we've determined if somebody lands from an organic search on your blog post page, it's over 80% of the time, they're not even looking 
for your main navigation, that's not how they navigate your website. 80% of the time, they're navigating your website through internal links. So if you don't have that internal linking structure, your, your prospects are leaving. They don't know where to go. And we touched on this earlier too, but this is a great time for contextual learning, right? Put those links in the blog post where you're talking about that topic that you've got other supporting data on your website yep. for. Um, you know, that's when people are reading, that's when it's most prevalent in mind, and that's when they're most uh, likely to navigate to those deeper pages that yep. you've already put on your website. I mean, it's a, it's a huge miss. Um, and and uh, some other things on on backlinking, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm gonna go off here, and Jay's looking at me. He's like, <laughs> "Would you refill your beer already and, and, and cut cut down on this?" But I could do a whole podcast just on backlinking strategy. Um, I used to work for uh, an SEO company um, that did a, a content engine kind of thing, and one of the biggest parts of our strategy was was backlinking. Um, and what a lot of folks don't know, or maybe if you're old like me, just don't remember, is that Google started uh, with a, a rollout called Backrub that was all about backlinking. Um, so that content, if you can get your post, your content shared on other sites, if it's that good and you've got a good backlinking strategy, that's one of the biggest things you can do to improve your SEO right there. Yeah, and I don't want to make this like uh, you know really all about backlinks. It's changed so much too over the years, and and, and how you go about it, and how you get links is so much harder than it once was. It requires a lot of work, and again, that's another spot where firms aren't missing the boat. But until they get these other, or firms are missing the boat, but really until they nail these other areas down, it's still it's still just something they don't need to worry about too much yet. And unfortunately, just most 99.99% of firms have no linking strategy whatsoever. They're not identifying links to get, they're not interlinking their content in a way, you know, they're not even externally linking out. So another thing too that, that Google's starting to look at now is you know, if your content isn't up enough depth, you know, they want you to be sending people to other highly relevant authority driven pages. And that, and that's becoming a ranking factor now. So if you're writing something, you're not covering it, but if you're sending somebody out to a Wikipedia page that, that covers it more in depth, you know, Google looks at that and says, okay, this, this blog post is actually relevant because one, they're covering the topic and the areas they're not covering, they're sending people out to actually get help. Yeah, and some of those that you, you'll send people out too, right? If it's a industry relevant blog post, or, or if it's a uh, you know a, a professional organization website or something like that, there's a good chance if you're linking your content out, you've got something relevant that they'll link back to, and some of those industry uh, websites and things like that. So, um, just a good thing to keep in mind as you're as you're thinking about this, digging in a little deeper, is just. Where is this content going to get shared to, and what supporting content am I going to link to when I when I do these posts? Yep. No. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, and I think lastly, one thing that a lot of firms don't really focus on is is one having clear content, but two, really spending time to design the UX and what that page should look like. You know, it's more important than ever now to actually develop and design pages that people actually are engaging and want to read because pogo sticking is a huge issue because you are a back button away from a million other search results right now. So if you go to a page, it's not designed well, the content's hard to read, it doesn't flow or things like that, that user, they're going to click back and they're going to go to the next firm um, and they're going to keep looking because it's just too easy now to go back and find another result because, because it's poorly implemented, it's poorly designed, it's not user friendly, it doesn't read well. Well, and that's, yeah, one of the things with, um, you know, Google also takes into account that user experience. Um, are people staying on the page finding that relevant content that they actually came there to find? And how are you leading people deeper into your website um, rather than, you know, just getting 
getting a hit on that home page or getting a hit on that squeeze page and then people bounce. Um, So it's important to make sure, and and that goes back to what we were talking about with some of the linkings inside your post, make sure that you've designed that to lead people further in rather than they get, you know, everything they could possibly want answered on one page. No need to, no need to dig any deeper. I got it all and and I'm going to bounce. So, um, you know, that's, that's something too that people don't think about when they're creating the content a lot of the time is how does this connect with the other relevant content on my site? Yeah. No, and I think that kind of covers the basics. I mean, it's not basics. There's a lot of information. <laughs> there's a lot there. of there's a lot but of that, basics. That there. covers you know really hard to, to optimize. I would say your pages, and and get those best practices. But now let's kind of get more into the really advanced stuff. And this is where things are trending and where firms need to start thinking. Because again, we we still kind of covered the keywords and phrases tactics but again we want to start thinking more broadly because google understands search intent now and what that looks like and what we're noticing the trend really now is don't think about a phrase think about a topic you want to own because what happened think about think about how we optimize pages now is is not now but how we used to and how firms are is they'll create a page on a keyword level so you want to rank for business valuations you have a page for that but now if you want to rank for uh, how to sell your business, you have to create a page for that. People create firms for uh, San Antonio CPA firm. Well, now I need to create a page for San Antonio accounting firm. And now I need to create a page for San Antonio advisory firm. That's changed. You don't need to do that anymore. You can now target several keywords in one page with more of a topic-driven strategy because, again, Google understands the intent. So they probably look at an accounting firm, somebody searching for an accounting firm, and somebody searching for a CPA firm is almost the same thing. Uh, and then there's hundreds of variations around that. So that's where understanding topics you want to own and actually starting not on keywords. So don't start brainstorming keywords. Brainstorm four to five topics you want to own, ideas you want to own in your client's head. So as an example, it might be, okay, we business valuations is something we do really well. We do it better than every other firm. Well, think about all the different variations you would have to create for a page in the old school method how to sell your business potentially, uh, business fair market value services, um, maximizing business valuation. Those are all keywords you wanna come up for. You don't need to do that anymore. Just think about the topic you wanna to own and start there. Yeah, and again, it's the it's the natural speech, natural recognition thing. Like yep. you're talking about the topic in, in a way that's conversational that people uh, you know are, are gonna search for in that way. Um, that's, it's, uh, Ultimate evolution, right, is is uh, is the machine learning thing where Google suggested search, right, or related key searches when they're looking at things like that. Um, you know, there's um, one of the most recent updates has been RankBrain that Google's rolled out, um, and it's not really clear what's under the hood on this thing, but we know that the kind of objective is to launch further into the machine learning and kind of speech recognition part of it. It also takes into account that user experience that we were talking about. Right. So pages that don't have uh, you know, a really killer user experience where people don't bounce immediately and they go straight through. Um, right. That's, no. That's kind of key to key to where things are headed, and that's where people's strategy needs to be headed to yep. get ahead of it. Yeah, and I think I think maybe what we could cover on here a little bit actually is, all right, I don't know what topics I own. Obviously, that's an issue. If you're a full-service firm, it's probably it's going to be tough to determine that. If you have a niche or a focus, it's really easy to understand the, the ideas you want you want to own. But maybe we can go through some 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 best practices to help them really identify. Okay, how can I actually determine what topics? And one thing that that we do and help firms do is actually interview their clients, so we can do some some 
voice of customer research, we can actually do a survey for their clients, uh, to their clients, and actually use that data to determine what topics and ideas do we actually want to own in our clients' heads through that survey data. And this is one of those things, too, that kind of goes concurrently with what we've talked about on previous podcasts, is what problems are you actually solving for your clients? You yep. know? It, this plays in as much to positioning as, uh, as what you think you're solving, right? So do those client interviews. You can help with that. We can figure out exactly what those problem areas are that you're, you're actually solving for, uh, and then kind of target those in your SEO strategy. Yep. Yeah, which, which includes, I mean, just map out your client's pain points. You know, look at the pain points your clients have and turn that into two to three major topics you want to focus on. Don't think about it. Keywords, we want to own this pain point out in the marketplace um, and start there and, and spin it into a topic because that, that'll cover all those different areas. You know, another thing you can do even is, is just write down your top three services. So what are our top three services that we want to focus on and turn those kind of into topics for now versus, all right, we're going to optimize for everything that we're doing. And it's a good chance to put yourself in the client's shoes too, right? And say, okay, well, that's what I'm solving for my client, but how would I search for that if I had that problem? Or we can, you know, you can interface with your clients and be like, well, how would you have searched for that if you if you knew the problem? Yep. What would you have looked for, and and uh, and what method you know what language you, would you have used to search that? And you may be surprised that the keyword that keeps coming up is not the one that you had in mind yep. uh, when you were thinking about well we we do this and this is our specialty kind of thing. Yeah. No. And maybe we can go back to like the business valuations point. So let's say that's the topic you want to own business valuation. That's something you're 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 really good at. We actually take the cornerstone asset strategy, and what we say is. We're going to create a cornerstone page now. Um, so, so what this cornerstone page is is this is your main topic page. This is the page you're going to use to rank for all those different variations. So, what, what we want to start thinking of is creating this really big page. So, it might be two, three, four thousand words, and we want to cover business valuations in depth. So, that topic strategy. Um, but we also need to understand and do the research around, okay, if someone searches business valuations, what would they expect to find? So if, the, if users are expecting to find things like purchase price allocation, maybe goodwill impairment, which are all you know, part of business valuations, or, or ways to, how can I determine my business value? Uh, how do I find a buyer? You need to make sure you're covering all that content as part of your page. Because again, that's what Google's looking for is that search intent. And now we're covering all those different phrases in one page versus having to create 10 different pages now to cover all those different phrases. Covering all that content, but also with like a, a you know, a good anchor linking strategy in that page. So right. as people navigate to it, you want to have, uh, you want to have those link anchors uh, to key topics. I mean, we're talking about a big page here yep. with a lot of words, a lot of text and a lot of information. So you're going to make sure that there's navigation on that page for those specific topics as well. Yep. Yeah. And that's where the inner linking and, and external linking come into play. Like if you're creating this big cornerstone page and let's say you're going to cover, you know, how to get the most, the, the highest value for your business as an example as part of that page, but you can't cover it in depth. That's where you can link out to other authoritative websites and you don't have to cover everything in depth. You want this page to cover the topic broadly and cover all the different points and then link out where you need to. Right. And, and I, don't, I don't know about, I don't know about Jay here, but I, I love it when I'm looking for something and maybe there is like a, you know, a, a big, a big uh, content heavy page, but I, my search results take me to a specific part of that page. Right. So I click on a link and it takes me to the specific part in that page that I'm looking for. Right. Uh, and that's kind of the, the theory too, behind having just good anchor linking uh, within these big content heavy pages that we, that you can be developing. Yep. No, that's, that's exactly right. So 
What you do then is you're creating this page and let's say you get the content done. Then from there, you're following SEO best practices. You're optimizing it. You're getting your page title done and everything else in it. You know, and then another big thing that, that Google's looking at now is they're actually looking at commonly associated phrases. So you actually need to do research. Again, if you're say business valuations, just to stay in that theme, that's the topic you're trying to come up for. You need to actually go look at other search results in the top 10, 20, or 30, and actually look for other common phrases that exist within that content, because Google's looking at that now. They're saying, hey, when someone searches business valuations, we're actually finding purchase price allocation as part of that content. Um, that's, that is in the top 30 search results. Almost every page mentions that. So if your page doesn't, you know, Google, Google's going to actually hit you for that because they're expecting that to be in your content then if you're actually trying to rank for it. Associated content, right? Associated keywords and phrases yep. are, are kind of the, the idea here. You've got to, you know, you're not going to take it over, but you at least have to be in the ball game. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> That's right. So, so you've, you know, you've identified, you know, your topics, you're creating this, I would say, cornerstone page that's going to rank for the phrase, um, you know, that's, that's this really broad piece of content. Now, you, you've optimized your following best practices, you started to add some of those commonly associated phrases. Now what you really need to start doing to kind of really hit this SEO strategy home, and again, I know we're talking about some really advanced stuff here, is you want to start covering subtopics around that topic. So there's you could probably think of 100 subtopics to go around business valuations, but what you're doing is this is actually where you're starting to create blog content and things like that. And you're creating that interlinking strategy where you're creating this blog content. Now you're linking that blog content to your cornerstone page and you're telling Google now, oh, this cornerstone page is about business valuations and we're seeing this supporting content around it to help us determine that that's, that, that's what the page is about. And that's where you can really drill down on specific parts of that cornerstone page, right? You know, you don't want to add even even more to it, but you want to be really niche about it. So you can get maybe those kind of topic-specific blog posts shared out on other sites. Um, those are a little bit more easily shareable, too, on things like social networks, social media. Um, those are the, 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 the pieces that you can really share out quickly, but they also have the strategy of linking back to this kind of cornerstone page that Jay's talking about, where, yep. you, where you really cover it in depth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all the, the optimization you can do when you start thinking about topics. You start to realize the power. You don't need to create hundred different variations of keywords anymore. You create these these topics you want to rank for, then you create supporting content around it. And now instead of thinking about, okay, I, I need to create one keyword, one page, I can rank for all these different phrases with this one page. And you do this through the interlinking, you do this through covering the content more in depth uh, and broadly creating this really broad page that covers it really well. Because again, Google's understanding search intent. So they're not really looking at it in, in terms of in terms of just a keyword imp uh, a keyword strategy anymore. Yeah, that was 1990 when we were doing that. <laughs> yep. So, um, you know, we've all we've all kind of moved on, and, and Google's kind of leading the way. So we're kind of adapting to, towards yep. that. But again, you know, one of the things that I started out uh, started out with, and started this podcast, and started out in SEO is. Search engines want to find you. They want people to find the information they're looking for, right? right? But they want you to come by honestly with an honest strategy and an honest approach. So, yep. um, yes, the advanced SEO strategy requires you to think a lot more about your content and think a lot more about your direction and your positioning. It requires you to think about who your target really is to yep. make sure that you're creating content that's relevant for them that they want um, but it's all for the greater good right it's also that your optimal client yeah. can find you 
Well, think about it. You're now building authority for your firm around a topic versus a keyword. And that's really a difference that firms need to start thinking about as they start thinking, how can I position my firm? How can I build a niche-driven strategy? As they're thinking now, let's think about topic we want to own in our client's head, not a keyword phrase. Because like I said, over the next few years, you're going to see that strategy slowly dwindle as Google gets smarter and smarter. And I think we can kind of sum up maybe two here and talk a little bit more about you know external linking because it is still important as we kind of wrap up this podcast is you do still need to go out as you created this cornerstone asset it's optimized you've created supporting content you need to go out and find those highly authoritative websites that you can get links to to point to that page because that's still a major ranking factor it's still going to be here in the medium term it's not going anywhere and it really is that handshake still from google so i mean if you get um, a link from a, a PR5, PR6, PR7 website, that other website saying, I trust this content, it's authority, that you actually need to go here and actually read this content. And that's the thing too. It, it, I like your, your your phrase, it's a handshake, right? Yep. It's kind of a, it's a show of goodwill, right? This, uh, this, this website agrees that your website has authoritative content on this topic. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're if you're pitching like really a good cornerstone piece of industry intel, um, and we've talked about the the cornerstone asset as, as being you know kind of the the key behind content strategy, um, it's not salesy. It's highly informational, highly educational, highly valuable. Um, then those those big sites will link back to it, and that's really what's gonna gonna create the big uplift in yeah. kind of the SEO ranking. Yeah, no, and that kind of that kind of covers it for for a search engine optimization standpoint. I mean, this was a lot to go through in in, in thirty minutes, and I do think there's probably some some learning that, that people can do. I mean, obviously, we can help if you're trying to build that topic driven SEO strategy. You're trying to get away from keywords and phrases. You know, your search engine optimization isn't working, and you really want to start thinking about the future and actually future proof your marketing your website. I mean, we can help with that. Obviously, that's that's one big thing that, that we're doing with firms right now as part of their content strategy program is actually helping them think bigger and how that works with an actual um, SEO strategy. We do have, you know, one blog post that's really focused on, you know, the accounting firm's guide to owning your niche online, which is actually kind of sums up what we talked about. So I would check that out. And that's more driven for firms that are doing a content strategy, but they want to do a more topic driven approach. That'll definitely help you out if you read that. And another one that we've talked about before is how to get 100, 100 new clients a year. There's some SEO strategy in that blog post as well that you can definitely check out uh, to kind of help you do do some more in-depth learning. And do do check it out. Jay is a smart man when it comes to all this SEO stuff. And uh, <laughs> and, and I, I like to add in the color commentary and the beer drinking. So yep. uh, but uh, but there there are a lot of good resources out there that can help can will help you get started on those basics. But yeah, once it becomes a full strategy, um, yep. you know, take Jay's advice. You know, go reach out to the nerds. Uh, we love this stuff. So. I wouldn't call me a nerd. But <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely reach out if you guys need help, and we can we can send you in the right direction at least. Because it's just really unfortunate how many firms buy these I would say SEO services. And they're actually really just buying three-year-old strategies, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it hasn't evolved. All right, guys. Thanks again, and we will see you soon. Next time.